Well, hello and welcome to the Pumping Irony Podcast. This is a podcast where three friends, we all live in Columbia, Maryland, get together and talk about things we like and things we dislike. Uh, my name is Tim. I'm Russ. And I'm Andrew. And we are back. Um, it's been a while. That's the unofficial name of our podcast. Yeah, we um, occasionally get together. Yeah. Right. <laughs> when we feel like it. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard coordinating three schedules. Um, we've been busy. Uh, some of us have been sending kids to college, kids to college <laughs> and you know other things like that. Um, but as summer draws to a close, um, our schedules may be a little bit more inclined to get together. We'll see. But we're back to get together today, and we're ready for a new podcast. Um, before we begin, I just want to share a little bit of news. Uh, I don't really have any Star Wars news. Oh, I do, what? actually. I'm oh. sorry. Uh, yesterday <laughs> was Force Friday, too. I don't know if anyone took advantage of any Star Wars deals. Wait, what? I did Where? not. <laughs> what is Force Friday, too? This, so it's the second for Force Friday. So it's like they, uh, they, release, <laughs> they release all of the, the new merchandise for the new movies. Oh, so characters right. and t-shirts and Got it. toys. and It's don't, just a way to make money for Don't Disney. know how I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> um... It was all over everything, I mean, all, all, everything, but uh, another news, uh, U2 has a new song out, oh, a yeah. video called Blackout, and uh, a new song is going to be released, I think, this coming week, um, maybe next Friday or something like that, so... Did they just release that one song so far? Yeah, just a video for, for this other song, yeah. and, and then another song's coming Friday, and... I know in this last tour, they didn't do it on the show we saw, but they had been performing another new song mm -hmm. on the tour, but I guess they stopped <clears> doing that. So there are three new, uh, well, two new U2 songs out, and it's soon to be third. But for U2 fans, a new album is, is on the way, and that's exciting. I hope it drops before the end of the year. That'd be great. <laughs> um, but there you go. So check it out. It's called Blackout, and, and the video can be found anywhere, probably. Just go to YouTube. So cool. we're gonna we're gonna jump in right into it, and uh, we start. We go around and talk about things we we like first, and then we go in reverse order with the things we dislike. So today, Russ is gonna start. All right. So um, as we mentioned, dropped my kids off at college. So we used to have a Friday family movie night thing. Right. Well, we didn't have a family together last night. So <laughs> so Carl and I had a Friday binge a new series we've never seen before. Night. Okay. okay. Watched eight episodes of this. There are ten episodes. Um, it's the series Ozark. Oh, oh right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have but, um, either of you watched it? No, but I want to check it out. Michael yeah. Bluth, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, uh, it's Jason Bateman. Um, so it's kind of a two-thirds like for me. Okay. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's rough. Like, it's hard R-rated, you um, know, like lots of violence, lots of sex, lots of nudity, Lots of, you know, F-bombs and stuff. I got um, pointed to this by somebody at church that I didn't think would <laughs> would tell me. I'm not going to say his name, but he's like, what do you think of the, you know, the show Ozark? I'm like, I haven't seen it yet. He says, well, we'll watch some of it and then we can talk. So I was like, okay. But at various times during these episodes, um, Carl and I looked like, he really recommended this? <laughs> okay. Because um, it's, I mean, part of it takes place in strip club. And it's all about the mob, and so there's, you know, there's like six gruesome murders the first episode. Um, so having said that, we watched eight episodes last night. Um, <laughs> so it's, I mean, it's really well produced, well, you know, acted. Um, Jason Bateman directed at least the first episode. Is that his wife like Laura Linney? And Laura Linney's his wife, yeah. Um, um, so he's a uh, 
a Midwest in Chicago a financial advisor who his dealings with the mob go south, so mm. he moves to the Ozarks and tries to try to launder eight million dollars worth of money in a short amount of time mm. because that's the only way this mobster is going to let him live. Oh, okay. So. And once he gets to the Ozarks, he thinks that he's, you know, the smartest guy on the block. And it turns out maybe he's not. Um, there's, you know, people already laundering money down there in various ways. And they don't like him encroaching on their turf. So it's uh, it's pretty brutal. It's, it's, uh, so they move from Chicago to the Ozarks, which is a pretty wide range of area, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, then the reason he moves there is... Um, a friend of his gave him a brochure that said there's more shoreline in the Ozarks than there is in California. And, you know, it's a big tourist industry, so there's lots of places where you could launder money oh, or okay. hide money or whatever. So so that's the setup. And, and it deals with um, all kinds of family issues. I mean, he has a 15-year-old daughter and a maybe 12-year-old son, so they just rip them out of their, you know schools and in like a you know, two days notice and mm -hmm. say we're we're going on a family adventure and of course the kids hate it and <laughs> and uh there's there's this whole other family of like white trash to say to you know when they get to the ozarks mm -hmm. that they get involved with and and there's so many it's funny there's so many kids in this i'm not going to say who who reminds me of who but kids in the show that remind me of kids that I know just oh. for various things is like, Oh, okay. I kind of like that character. And he reminds me of this person we know, and that's okay. Um, you stabbed a guy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and dropped 15 F bombs. Right. Yeah. So, but so it's, it's interesting, but just the family dynamics are very, you know, well played out and, and does the wife know what he, what Oh yeah. Does? Okay. You don't, you don't know that she knows first, but, okay. um, but we just, the last episode we watched, and then it was like, it's 2 a.m., we need to go to bed, <laughs> was um, kind of, it, it was like a flashback episode to, to how they got to this point, you know, for him being involved with the mob and, uh -huh. and all these other decisions. It was, it was a, it, episode eight, it was all about, I think it's called Kaleidoscope or something like that, but it was all about decisions and how decisions that you make can have these lasting consequences. So you, mm. having watched seven episodes of it already, you see... Oh, this is why he's this way, and this is why she's you know, doing that, and this is why she's doing that, and mm -hmm. he's, you know, all these other decisions have been made, and why. So, yeah, it's it's not for the faint of heart. Do not watch it with your kids. Uh, if you are turned off by any homosexual activity, don't watch it, um, because, I mean, they're pretty graphic with a lot mm -hmm. of stuff, and, but it's... Having said all that, it's so engaging because you want to know what the heck is going to happen to these characters. And yeah. I don't know if there's a second season. There isn't yet. I don't know if they plan oh, one. Okay. And we haven't got to the end, so I don't know if there's a redemption storyline or not. Because <laughs> right now, there's not. And, but it's really interesting just to see... So what? is this a show where you where it's hard to like all the characters because they're all... Yeah, they're, everybody in this show is screwed up. Oh, um okay. I'm trying to think if there's a redeeming character at all, and maybe a couple, like there's this old guy who's dying of heart disease, and he's kind of the the uh, mentor to the, the son, you know, they oh, move okay. in together. It's, uh, this, this guy sold him his house if he could stay there for the, he tells him up front, I'm supposed to die within a year, so can I stay oh, in the okay. basement? If I can stay in the basement, you can have this house for really cheap. So huh. they jump up that because they're, you know, need money or they need to save money. 
But anyway, he turns out to be this eccentric, kooky old guy <laughs> that, um, who may or may not have killed Jimmy Hoffa. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jimmy Hoffa's buried in the Ozarks? <laughs> That, that was his. Looking in the wrong place. For that years. was his story from why he had to leave. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> Michigan. Anyway, and you're just looking like this. Well, maybe he did. I don't know. <laughs> so it's it's very dark humor and um, you know a very dark show. Okay. And I'm hoping there's some redemption at the end of it. But I don't you know, know yeah. what it what it really shows is how the the chasing after of money is going to turn up empty every time and okay. you are not going to be happy no matter what and the more you get the more you you need and and you're going to get people who are who have their hooks into you and you wow. know will not let you go and and so all these people are just kind of miserable <laughs> but it's fascinating miserable to mm. watch them so anyway okay. yeah i haven't seen it yeah. I've, I've seen it like on, on netflix but i haven't like actually checked yeah. it out. Have you seen it at all? In no. It's one I would not watch without my wife because okay. there's so much, you know, nudity and stuff, yeah. and it's just like I would feel guilty about it. Yeah. And huh. but uh, yeah, but I mean, Carl is like, okay, this is interesting. Let's mm. continue watching. And she likes Laura Linney a lot. She yeah. watched her in the Big C, right? You know, the the, the show about cancer. So mm-hmm. she's like, all right, let's go. And then you know, we get done with one. Like, should we watch another? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I'm sure we'll you, finish it tonight. <laughs> Just because we want to see what happens. But Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so. There you go. Uh, a, a slight <laughs> recommendation. recommendation. <laughs> you can handle it. like it's good storytelling and a, really good story a very dark yeah, package. Yeah, the difference between, you know, a like and a recommendation. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's so. Ozarks. Ozark. 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 Yeah. On oh, another, another thing with Ozark, it's kind of fascinating at the begin. you know, the the title sequence or whatever for each one, you know, they show a little bit of, of episode and then, then this title sequence where it's an O with a cross and then in the four sectors of the O is always a different um, graphic oh, okay. that, that talks it's about what's happening that oh, episode. Okay. So it's always like... We freeze it and we look at the graphics. Like, <laughs> okay, where do we see this later in the episode? All right, that's good. Cool. You gotta hand it to Netflix. They have they have some of the best they, probably like production uh, title graphics and, 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 yeah. and title. Yeah, I mean, really cool. you, you, usually I try to fast forward <laughs> through some of them, but like for Netflix. Oh no, you gotta watch. I usually watch. <laughs> yep. um, so, so yeah. So Ozark. Okay. Cool. Uh, I've been watching the show as well. Uh, uh, so Twin Peaks came back, uh-huh. like back in like April. Right. But I'd only mm-hmm. seen like the first episode a long time ago, so mm-hmm. I didn't start watching. Oh, so it the until... first episode of the old... yeah the original first oh, the original, episode, because yeah. okay. like you know, it, it was a bit slow, like in the like the first and like you know it right. took me a little bit to get into it. Um, and then so as the you know the return you know as the season is called, um, like went going on, I started like catching up on old Twin Peaks, and I yeah. finally caught up, uh, like probably right after no a little bit before we got left for Andros, mm-hmm. um, and then started watching the new series, um, and it is insane, yeah. um, which makes sense, because it's Twin Peaks, um, but it is, like, just, it has gone, like, full crazy town banana pants, <laughs> like, it is, it is insanity, uh-huh. um, this series, um, did either of you guys either watch the original or the new one? I have not, um, I'm not a big, I'm not a big David, David Lynch, Lynch fan. Is David Lynch involved in this one? Oh, yeah. So yeah. he's, he he, is he's like directing the, it. The line behind I, I, I love David Lynch. I mean, I've watched, like, Eraserhead. I watched that a million times in, in college, but I have I never watched Twin Peaks, yeah. so. Well, apparently, like, Showtime gave him full creative control, okay. 
Like, I mean, I think Showtime described this as, like, pure heroin David Lynch. <laughs> like, because this is, like, they filmed this, like, as an 18-hour movie. Like, they filmed everything, and then it released everything. Oh. Like, didn't tell the actors. Like, none of the actors knew what was going on mm-hmm. in the show. Apparently, like, the actors would get their lines and the lines be- directly before their lines, and that's all that they got to see. Like, there were characters, like, there's a character, um, they said, they played, like, they read, you know, the entire script and, you know, all their stuff, and didn't realize which actor was playing their character, because it has a different, they had a different name in the the original series, Uh so until, like, they started filming, they didn't, like, oh, you're, like, the person I'm doing all my scenes with, (laughs) like, it is insane, um, and, like, I I just actually read a little bit, a little article in Entertainment Weekly about... Kyle Mc, McLaughlin, um, yeah, his character who's nailing it, um, right? But it's like totally a total like yeah, it's a, it's trip, a, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very I don't different. Spoil anything, but it's like <laughs> yeah, it's very different than what he was playing in the original series, uh-huh. which is like I mean, you know, he was like a straight up FBI agent, right? Yeah, but like he's the straight up FBI agent, but he's like a little bit like kooky and quirky and like really fun. I mean, like when is Kyle MacLachlan not? Been yeah, those things? and he's he's like he's really like my favorite part of the you know original <laughs> series. Which after David Lynch like leaves, you know, creative control like mm-hmm. like in the middle of the second season, it just goes way downhill and gets like it's not even like bad, it's just boring and like you don't really care about what's going on. And, and it's sort of like that uh, season of Community where, like, it, it seemed like someone trying to do Dan Harmon. Right. Like, in season four, it seems like someone trying to do David Lynch, and mm-hmm. it just doesn't quite work. Um, and you get four, which is... But it's weird, because David Lynch, like, after he leaves, like, as, like, showrunner or whatever, like, becomes, like, a major character on the show, like, as, as an actor. Like, so, whatever. Um, I don't care what he does. Like, it's just, it's just crazy. There's an episode this season that has, like... A solid twenty five minutes with no dialogue and just weird imagery and like of like atomic bombs and like <laughs> convenience stores with like ghosts like it's just so bonkers. Like, David Lynch, yeah, yeah. But like so, like there's that like and like we talked about you know when we talked about Stranger Things how that's like you know kind of like three shows within a show, yeah. And like Twin Peaks is like way crazier than that it's like it's three wildly different shows within a show that have like such different tones Mm -hmm. so like in any episode you could have like you know that you know surrealism of 20 like 25 minutes straight where you just like i'm like i have no idea what's happening like like you know why are they showing you know an image of a girl in an orb being sent to earth in 1956 (laughs) like what's the point of that (laughs) like this started off as a show where a high schooler got killed (laughs) right like this is crazy um or but then you get like you know right after that you could get some like little small town hilarious antics where you know lucy the receptionist (laughs) just doesn't get cell phones <laughs> and like she's talking to someone and like they come in and she freaks out because I was just on the phone with you how are you here <laughs> like it's just so or and like then like you'll like get like legit like horror like hyper violent like elements too like it's crazy like how fast the show ships and like like I mean there's definitely ups and downs of this whole mm-hmm. return thing but like the highs are like really really high and like there was an episode where uh I'm pretty like like and a lot of the show kind of does this but like there was one episode where I noticed like in particular it seemed like 
it was done design where every single scene went on about three minutes longer than you expected to. <laughs> like, something happens, and you think it's going to change scenes, and then the characters just kind of hang out and keep talking or whatever. <laughs> or, like, you know, someone just like, so, yeah, you know, how was your day? Like, <laughs> like do the stuff that you don't, like, see them do on yeah. TV. Right. Or, or there, there was a scene where someone, like, you know, there's two people in a room, and a third person comes in, and it's like, hey, I need to talk to you. Um, can, but it needs to be private. Can this other person, like, you know, leave for a sec? Um, and it proceeds for a solid two to three minutes of that person getting up and putting on their shoes and doing their makeup and just, like, getting ready to go downstairs to the bar. So they can get to this conversation that you're right. really here. And, like, and, like, one of the characters is kind of like, come on, like, hurry this up. Like, just, but, like, not saying anything, just, like, with, you know, facial glances. Yeah. And she's like, what is going on here? Um, it is so weird and so fun and also so horrible at times. Like, I mean, there's definitely some bad episodes of the show back in the original series and the new stuff. Um, but, yeah. I th- but you're along uh, for the ride, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think the finale's on tomorrow. I'm like, I have an episode and a half to catch up on uh, before I can watch the finale mm-hmm. tomorrow. Um, and it's crazy. Um, I think my favorite... Uh, description I've seen of this season was someone saying uh, David Lynch's like Twin Peaks The Return makes every single Twin Peaks inspired show look like Two and a Half Men. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it has just gone so far off the rails and is just not even close to what you know. I mean, I guess I didn't have expectate too much expectations for the show because I hadn't really seen the original, but. Mm-hmm. You know, my expectations of what it would be after I'd seen it, you know, and everyone's expectations of what they thought it would be after, you know, when it was announced is just not even remotely what, like, is coming out, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of awesome. (laughs) So you even saw, like, you saw the movie Firewalk with me and all that. Yeah. You've seen all of Twin Peaks. So Twin Peaks originally... Aired on what Fox was that? Right? I don't remember what show. I, can't I, say, I know it's like Fox owned by CBS now, but like I don't okay. know if it's one of those things where like, because yeah. like you know even nowadays like CBS will own a show that airs on like CBS Studios is different right. than CBS Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I know like at the end of like in the credits, which the credit like there's like a musical number like in like most of the credits this season, <laughs> like just people like playing a concert at a bar and the credits roll and like there are actual reveals happening in the credits of the episode where like. Wait, those two people are like married, you know, because because oh. the last names match, or uh-huh. you know, or like, oh, that's the son of this person. You find out in the credits, like it's crazy. Oh, it was on ABC when it first came oh. out back in the nineties. Okay, yeah, I just know that at the end of the credits, it says, you know, uh, fire or you know, Twin Peaks and Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. given courtesy of CBS News, and I'm pretty sure yeah. uh, C- CBS like owns Showtime. Yeah, okay. Um, I believe. Yeah, so you're so you're along for the ride. You just like you like this storytelling, but you're not sure why you like it. Yeah, and there are definitely parts that I don't like at all. Yeah. <laughs> but like the parts that I love are like completely outweighed by. I mean, the episode where like everything was going on three minutes too long. I was just like, I was just eating it off. I was so happy. <laughs> Uh, but like I was like you know reading article, articles and stuff because that's the only way I can keep. There are more characters in this thing yeah, than like Game of Thrones. <laughs> wow! Like I mean like it like legitimately it introduces people like faster than the first couple episodes of like Game of Thrones, wow. and I can't keep like all of these like so you need to go to a flowchart. Right, I can't keep like all of these like like weird white people like straight. <laughs> like, there were there were there was a scene I was watching, and part of it was because I think I was watching it on my iPad. 
like, and part of it's because it's Twin Peaks, there were two characters talking, and I wasn't sure if they were meant to be the same person or not, and, like, it was meant to be a character talking to himself, or if it was two <laughs> different characters, because they looked so similar. Wow. <laughs> like, at least on my iPad, and I was right. like, I don't, like, in any other show, I would assume that this is just two actors that look the same, but in Twin Peaks, it might be the same person. Right. <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> Um, so like so like the so original Twin Peaks was on network and now this is on Showtime. So yeah. is everything like ramped up? Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is the this could not have aired on ABC. Okay. Um, yeah. There's definitely more cursing and nudity. Mm-hmm. Like that much. Like there's a lot of cursing, a little bit of nudity. Yeah. Like um, it's definitely insane. Yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> I, saw, I saw David. Lewis, where's that blue violet? Is that blue velvet? Blue velvet. Blue velvet. That. Movie tripped me out, so I was like, I think that was like the only David Lynch movie I've seen. That I'm like, this is bizarre. This yeah. is so weird. I don't know if I can handle. Either. Well, he did Dune, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he did do yeah. Dune. Yeah, I mean, Dune is weird, but I still love it. So it's supposed yeah. to be weird, though. I mean, yeah. it's a weird sci-fi. Yeah, and Eraser it... Eraser has just this one big nightmare. But so I love it, but I don't know why I love it. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just one of those. Like he's a weird storyteller, but I'm along for the ride usually. Yeah. So. Oh, there's also a book that I started reading that came out with this called The Secret History of Twin Peaks. Uh, which sounds like a book written by someone else, like that just kind of goes along with the thing, mm-hmm. or like they would. It sounds like it would talk about the production of the show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is written by Mark Frost, who's the his you know partner in all of this. Okay. Um, so I mean, everyone says David Lynch for the stuff, and it's, you know he directs and he directs all the episodes. But David Lynch and Mark Frost, I think, wrote all the episodes. Um, so <laughs> the book is written by Mark Frost. Uh, it legitimately starts off. With letters from like Lewis and Clark, like in following <laughs> their journey, like that's where the book starts. Like that's how crazy this stuff is. Wow. It's like, hey, Lewis and Clark were like in you know Washington okay. State and met some Indians <laughs> in some town that had two big mountains or whatever. It's like how it's yeah. being described. You're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I guess the closest <clears throat> thing I've ever. seen come to seeing a Twin Peaks episode is that episode of Psych. Where yes, they, which is amazing. Which which is called um, Double Spires or something like that. Yeah, or, something like oh, that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's great. Which, um, if, I mean, for for Twin Peaks fans, probably was much perfect. more enjoyable yeah. of an episode because I saw that. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. And then someone had to explain to me, those are all characters from Twin Peaks. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah actually, uh, Dominic just started watching Twin Peaks. And Dominic thought he wasn't getting any, getting more shout-outs on the show. But, ha, ah, Dominic, proved you <laughs> wrong. Um, and he, he texted me, like, in the middle of, like, the first episode or the second episode he was watching, saying, uh, like, you know, just how on point the psych episode was. Okay. <laughs> um, so he's watching the new one, or is he watching the he's, old one? He's watching the old one, too. Okay. He's in the same boat as me, where he started this series a couple times and oh, just okay. never got into it. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite scene, uh, one of my favorite scenes, was actually, like, making fun of, like, old Twin Peaks in the show, <laughs> where they're talking about, like... Like, just one of the characters who was, like, a terrible actor in the original. And he's fantastic now. Uh, like, I, I'm loving what he's doing. Um, and he was just, like, one of my least favorite parts of the, the original series. Like, sees a picture of Laura Palmer, who's the girl that got killed, and just, like, starts, like, fake, bad, terrible crying. <laughs> and everyone just, like, looks... And it goes on for, like, a minute and a half. And, like, everyone just looks at it's like, sorry, it just, like, took me to a different place in time. <laughs> so great. Yeah. Well, there you go. Twin Peaks, uh, the return now showing on. Yeah, showing, I think, for one more week. I know there's two episodes left. I think they're doing them both on okay. Sunday. 
Um, I'm not positive yeah. about that. Maybe it's ending in three weeks. I don't know. <laughs> so like, Dan Lynch does what he wants. Like right. the, the 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 episode descriptions are literally a line from the episodes that mean nothing. <laughs> like they're like oh, and the show is doing terrible in the ratings. Oh really? Like it's so bad. Uh, apparently, it didn't make the top 150 shows. <laughs> wow. Uh, a couple Sundays ago, like number 150 was like the sequel to the Ouija movie. <laughs> like. <laughs> And part of that is, you know, Game of Thrones came back yeah, and right. airs in the same time slot, but, like, if you're not making the top 150 shows... It's also on Showtime, which I don't, I don't know what... I mean, I didn't look what, what the um, overall subscribers yeah. are, but I think HBO is probably, probably the number one for subscribers. Sure. And then, I, I, I'm sure. Yeah, the number I heard was, like, less than 150,000 people watched the episode a couple weeks wow. ago. Which is yeah, Weekly mm-hmm. talked about how it's kind of um, not getting a lot of attention that it deserves yeah like maybe because it's so bizarre that yeah well, I it's think, only for the niche crowd yeah, yeah a significant like the internet's talking about this and like i think a significant amount of the viewership is like tv critics okay um so i don't know how much of that hundred fifty thousand <laughs> is people being paid to write about it um but like yeah like no like it's definitely not mainstream but like you know in the you know the internet geek world, like yeah. It's, yeah. It's... and David Lynch has probably never <laughs> been mainstream, and that's surprising that a, a series that he created actually showed on network television back in the nineties. Right. But it's yeah. huge, like crazy, right. like you know, thirty million right. people are watching. But that the was Twin the Peaks. time of Twin Peaks and X Files yeah. and all this kind of weird, yeah, um, weird shows that people really got into. And yeah, you know, talked about yeah, before is, the internet was pre, a big thing. It's pre X, like I think X Files is you know pretty well inspired by Twin Peaks. Oh, okay, um, and Twin Peaks has pre up. Actually, Twin Peaks actually had like the original Twin Peaks has pre X Files David Duchovny show up. Okay. Um, for a couple episodes, <laughs> and like that even seemed weird, um, because like huh. yeah, he's playing a very interesting character. <laughs> wow. Well, as you go, Twin Peaks. So I am going to actually switch gears and talk about something completely different. Um, it actually is a, a book and a record companion piece, or book and an album companion piece. And um, no surprising that I'm talking about uh, music, but um, it's called the book is called Born to Run, and the album is called Chapter and Verse, and they're both by Bruce Springsteen. So um, Born to Run is his, like his autobiography about his life, and um, like a companion piece to it was this. Um, album called chapter and verse that came out which uh the cool thing about the album is it it um the first side i am here with the album the first side is all unreleased album uh unreleased tracks going back to like his very very earliest Mm -hmm. recordings um um the first song um by the his first band called the castiles is was recorded in 1966 and so 60s, the late 60s, early 70s, is and includes like his very first demos for mm-hmm. I think Columbia Records, um, just him and a guitar, which got him a record deal, which is kind of amazing. Um, but he just went into this record executive's office with a guitar and started playing, like, <laughs> we're signing you to like a five album deal. It's like, okay. Wow. Um, but uh, so I was, I just started reading the book. Um, I'm almost done with it. I'm about three quarters of the way um, done with it. Um, but it, it's, it's divided into three sections, kind of like it's called, and they're all based on, on the titles of his, of his song. Mm-hmm. So first one is called Growing Up. It's about his early life and early band life. And then Born to Run is when kind of, when he kind of hit it big and uh, the first early recordings right. and then Living Proof is kind of like, I, that's why I just started that section. So that's like 
he's his he's starting a family. Mm-hmm. He he just found out that his girlfriend slash you know fiance Patty Scalfia. I'm I'm gonna butcher her <laughs> last name. Um, was pregnant with his first child, mm-hmm. so um, it's kind of cool because I mean I just I just actually took the last month just kind of got went through and listened to all of Bruce Springsteen's whole catalog. Um, well, not the whole catalog, but his albums and some some stuff. He's got some catalog of like live <laughs> yeah. albums and and just so many bootleg concerts in yeah. his. But you know, basically his his albums that he released. Um, but I mean, I just some of the fascinating things. I mean, I've always been a Bruce Springsteen fan. Well, not always, but you know, pretty early on. Um, but I didn't realize that. Like he and Stephen Van Zant like met in the in the late sixties and like and weren't even in band together, were just friends mm-hmm. and they started like playing together and, and he actually shows up on the um this one right after so the Castiles was Bruce Springsteen's first band and then Steel Mill Steel Mill was his second band mm-hmm. and then for a short time he had this thing called the Bruce Springsteen <laughs> band and, and Stector Stephen Van Zant actually showed up and and so um, some of the people that he still knows, like Niels Lofgren is another guitarist in his band, and he met him in like in the late '60s in that, you know, New Jersey music scene um, back then. So, so the people that he's playing with now, he's known um, forever. forever yeah. I mean, Danny Danny Federici was their first organ player. He died, I think, 2012-ish, somewhere around mm-hmm. there. And I mean, he's all over some of um, some of the early tracks of Bruce Springsteen's um, first bands. Um, so he you know him forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he met like the big man Clarence Clemens, who died a couple of years yeah. ago. I think 2014, and he died. Um, so I mean, these people, these are the people he is known for. You know, almost 50 years that he's been playing with. And and if you've ever seen Bruce Springsteen in concert, I mean, it's I mean they. He talks about that was his his whole thing was the show. I mean, he wanted to put on a just an amazing <laughs> performance. And even still, he's like sixty eight now. Yeah. And just recently, he's <clears throat> he's performed some of his longest concerts, which were over four hours Jeez. long. <laughs> um, I saw him. Oh gosh, this is so many years. Maybe like ten years ago. Nah, probably not that long ago. Um, but I saw him down in D.C. and he like it was like three hours long. And they just don't stop hardly ever to take breaks i mean <laughs> he talks to the audience a little bit mm-hmm. but it is just music and i mean they'll just like start uh, finishing a song and then they don't take a break there's like one two three four and then boom they're counting in the next yeah. song and and then the amazing thing his band is, has been playing for so long and they kind of like know each other so well and they know these songs um when i saw him in concert you know fans would hold up um posters with song titles on it and he would just like go in the audience and grab a few of them and then keep them there on stage and then you know he'd pick up a poster and show his band this is the song we're playing next and then count them in and then they'd go for it you know live jukebox yeah i mean so not a set list you know know, usually with bands they have set lists and they practice these and and um you know if you 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 can go on the web and look at the set list of a band and this doesn't change much from night to night because these are the songs that they practice and these are songs they've rehearsed and they might throw in you know, a song here and there, but usually the set list is pretty yeah. is, is pretty set for that reason only. But not Bruce Springsteen, though. <laughs> they just like know everything and, mm-hmm. and and they'll start playing it. So, I mean, it's a pretty fascinating. The the book is like 500 pages, and definitely when I'm reading it, I've read enough and heard Bruce Springsteen enough interviews to to really hear his voice coming out of it. Um, mm-hmm. So that's it's pretty good. And 
And so the you know chap the the album has his early stuff, and then he has like a song from each of his most of his albums through like 2012. So these actually this actually came out like a year ago, mm-hmm. but I had just I had not really That's I had the book for a long time and it just sat on my shelf, and then I'm like you know what August I think I want to mm-hmm. listen to Bruce Springsteen, and so and while I'm doing that it'd be good to to read his autobiography because mm-hmm. I've had it there on my shelf. Um, so it's it's pretty interesting. I mean, he's definitely um, from his early days just wanted to perform. You mm-hmm. know, he um, he didn't go to college. He barely graduated high school, and he just started taking off. You know, and his parents. I think right after he graduated high school, his parents like moved from New Jersey out to California, and they're <laughs> like, Sorry. "If you're gonna stay here, you're on. You're kind of on your own." So he's been on his own for for a while. Then actually, I think they even moved when he was like 16, maybe. They moved down, and so he was like, you know what, I'll, I'll just find my own way kind of thing. Um, and he's always been about the music. He's mm-hmm. He talks about he never he never got into drugs at all because you know he felt that that would affect his, his ability to write and perform, and mm-hmm. so that was never a, um, a big draw. Yeah. And for the most part, he <laughs> stayed away from alcohol because he, growing up with his dad, who was, um, uh, was an alcoholic, mm-hmm. and you know, he had a very kind of... Uh, tenuous relationship with his father um and so he kind of like stayed away from alcohol for most of his life also um so it's, it's interesting he's all about the music he's all about the show he's all about performance and and it shows i mean he's still he's still going strong <laughs> at like you know 68 years old and still putting on an amazing show so that's it that the book's called born to run um i just realized i just read that there's like an audio version where you see him, him actually Machine. reading it and um he had done some some performances of the book, you know, kind of going to bookstores and reading mm-hmm. a little bit about that. I totally miss those, but um, <laughs> I'd like to listen to the audio version of in his own voice. Can yeah. yeah. I hear that? Because um, that'd be interesting um, to hear him talk about, right. you know. But I, I, I can just definitely hear his, his voice yeah. when I'm reading the book, though. Else. So it's like, it's almost the same thing. But So there you go. That's um, Bruce Springsteen, Born to Run, and his album called Chapter and Verse. It's a double album. Of kind of his greatest hits and first ever heard of his of his very earliest recordings. So if you like music, if you like rock and roll, if you like you know if you like the boss, if you like the boss, <laughs> um, check it out. Like I said, it's been out for a while. Um, you can probably find it in paperback now and at the library and all that kind of stuff. So that's my like um, is is um, Bruce Springsteen, the boss. So we'll take a short break and we will come back with our dislikes. All 
right, we're back. And like I said at the beginning, we go in reverse order. So since I was the last one to talk about my like, I guess I'll start with my dislike. <laughs> and my dislike is that um, living here on the East Coast, it's really hard to find um, good New Mexico green chilies. And, uh, <laughs> not surprising. But um, <laughs> recently they've they've been popping up like Wegmans. I know has this has this event where they for a limited time they'll bring in um, you know New Mexico green chilies and they'll, they'll traffic in green chilies. Yes, they'll actually roast them up there. I mm-hmm. I almost bought a case. It was a twenty five pound case. Wow! And they would they would actually roast them up. I'm like. I mean, you can roast them and freeze them, and, and that's what a lot of people do them, but I'm like, 25 pounds of green chili, that's a lot. So I bought a, a five-pound bag, um, and I found another, like a two-pound bag at um, at Giant, and so I roasted those up myself mm-hmm. and um, and ate them. But it's only limited time, so that's my dislike is that you <laughs> it's hard to find New Mexico green chilies out here in Maryland, um, but... You know, my parents live in, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and, and my, my brother and I have you know nieces and nephews and 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 all that. And so when I go back there, it's like that is an institution of oh. New Mexico. That is like an institution of, of New Mexico cuisine. They are known for their green chilies, which if you let a green chili um, mature enough, it'll become a red chili, and and, and the, the heat factor goes up a little bit. <laughs> but the good thing about you know green chilies is is it's all about the flavor. They're not. They're not really that hot as mm. far as like the Scoville units. I think they're about only like about three thousand, where the um, the hottest pepper, which is like the Carolina pepper, is like two million uh-huh. as far as like the Scoville units of heat. So so green chilies are way at the bottom as far as mild thing, but the flavor is just so good, <laughs> and um, it's it's really hard. You know, it's like you miss it. You I mean they sell you know chilies around here, but they're like poblano chilies and you know, jalapenos are everywhere yeah. mm-hmm. um but it just it just gives a different flavor and so um you know being out here on the, on the east coast you, you kind of miss those those green chilies and uh and so getting them um for a limited time is good but then it's a it's a you know double-edged sword because you know that you're not they're not gonna last forever so yeah. you gotta like <clears throat> ration these things out for the next year <laughs> to make to make your way through um Green, green chili. So I will, I will roast them up for you, and I will, uh, I will give some for you if you want them. They're great. Ooh, great. Okay. Like a, <laughs> you do a cooking episode of pumping iron. Yeah, there you go. Oh. <laughs> and then we don't know if we have likes or dislikes until the meal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, oh. roast them up, and you guys can be your be the judge of whether you like uh, green chilies or not. I mean, put them on a burger or put them like a grilled cheese and green chili sandwich is Ooh. really good. You can. Sounds good. Put them in recipes, uh, throw them in stew or chili or something like that. Get a good stew going. Yeah. So that's it. That's the the New Mexico green chili. Um, My dislike is that it's only for a limited time. (laughs) And I know I'm going to run out and then I'll be be very sad. Yeah. Can't you get your family to ship you? That's what I was thinking. Like, I I feel like you have an Could, but I don't know. I mean, I think you could probably get them like on the website, but then the, the shipping charges are what get you. So when they, when they have them at the, you know the local store, you you, you can get them. You don't have, have to worry about that. But yeah, I mean I could get them, but it just it'd yeah. just be a it'd just be not as cost effective as having, yeah. having them all the time. <laughs> but right. but I was at Wegmans last Sunday and just, they were had this big roaster and they were roasting green chilies and oh the smell is just <laughs> is just wonderful. So I got some. I made some green chili sauce and some green chili rellenos. So 
Yeah, good stuff. So the dislike is that they're not going to be around forever. <laughs> it's a cheat, but hey, it's my uh, you guys do it all the time. So oh, I, thought I, I thought I'd join in. Yeah. So that's was, my, my dislike. Like cheating a dislike <laughs> yeah. all the time. So, Andrew, do you have a cheat for your dislike? I do not have a cheat. I have something that I actually dislike. Oh, okay. Um, we're going we're gonna to get a little political here. Oh, okay. Um, hot take. Yeah, it's, I have a hot take. Um, luckily, this is not American politics, so okay. it should not be oh, as, okay. as divisive right. <laughs> as some other what? stuff. American politics are divisive? What? Um, yeah, uh, I came across an article uh, titled, Spontaneous Dancing Still Illegal in Sweden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so good. What's it called? Flash mobs are, are, yeah. are frowned upon? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, spontaneous dancing, uh, still legal in Sweden, a year after the government promised to stop prosecuting people under the bizarre law. Um, <laughs> what is the government doing? Yeah. <laughs> what is Sweden thinking? Um, so, apparently there's a law dating back to the 1970s in Sweden that says that spontaneous dancing is illegal. Um, if you want to have dancing and stuff at your bars, like, you actually have to have a permit. Um, <laughs> so, and, like, and 17 months, like, after the government said, hey, like, because in April 2016, uh, Sweden's national legislator said they were going to drop the rule that forced bars and pubs <laughs> to have a license in order for people to dance in them. Um, but it's been, you know, 18 months now, and they're still cracking down on bar owners uh, for the crime of dancing customers. Um, the punishments range from removal of other permits uh, to harsh fines or even prison, according Ooh. to this article. Wow. Um, it says that uh, dance permits were introduced as a way for Swedish police to prevent public disorder, which led to riots. <laughs> so dancing leads to riots. So disco, fla- disco, fla- the disco riots of right, Sweden. So flash mobs lead to real mobs. <laughs> That's the problem. I guess. Um, I don't know. Um, so this is crazy. Um, I'm assuming you guys are pro spontaneous dancing. Of course, um, always. Yeah, I might uh, do some right now. <laughs> yeah, I want to know what constitutes. Dancing, quote unquote, dancing like that's true. Like what? Where's where does he draw the line? Besides, so it's just like <laughs> moving back and forth in your chair. Is that yeah. is that too far? Yeah. Is that? <laughs> and have they ever ra- uh, arrested someone who wasn't like actually dancing, but has some kind of physical <laughs> tick or something like that, where they could you know involuntarily move, had to move their legs and arms? <laughs> wow, your honor, I, I, my client pleads not guilty due to Tourette's. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think my favorite parts um, of this article are, it says that uh, bar, bar, owners, bar owners have told uh, that they're being still being visited by police when they hear reports of dancing at the premises, which means that re- police are getting reports of so illegal dancing. dancing narcs out Yeah, there. there are dancing narcs. How bad do you have to... So, there's how some bad grump- does your life have to be where you're telling us people There's some are- grumpy guy at the end of the bar. <laughs> right. I want to sip my beer in peace. Yeah. So like, so because this law is in place, police are forced to enact like punishments when they get reports of illegal dancing at the bars. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, come on, get it together, Sweden. Sweden. Jeez. I bet you the person who uh, introduced this law was a Baptist. <laughs> Baptists do not believe in dancing That's right. whatsoever. Or it could have been a, a pushback from all the disco era of mm. 70s Sweden. I mean, come on. That's, could be, that's some know. bad dancing. <laughs> wow. That's harsh. I would... <laughs> where's the justice, Sweden? Yeah. Right? But I tell you, that's what 
um, uh, talk about American politics and Amer- American demonstrators, if there was a little more dancing in these demonstrations, I bet you things would not turn out as ugly as it's been. Yeah. I don't know. Flash mobs leave to real mobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I will say it was it was hard for me to find a dislike to, today. Not because I love this story. I love everything about the story. Um, but I'd found a bunch like I'd come across so many other great articles. Um, so just to give you a taste of what they are, because they won't show up on the podcast. Okay. Um, was uh, a American rapper having to cancel shows in Canada because he looked at the clips for too long. Uh-huh. <laughs> After tweeting, like he legit tweeted about, it's like, hey, I stared at the clips for a while. I do, I look at the sun all the time. <laughs> and then, like, the next day, he started canceling shows. <laughs> um, and Alamo Drafthouse, after getting, um, you know, uh, angry letters from customers uh, and complaints that they were having women only showing of Wonder Woman, is now hosting clown only showings of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> so, pretty great. Pretty great stuff out there. Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. No dancing in Sweden. Yep. Yeah. No, for the record, it's a dislike that there's no dancing in Sweden. Right. I do yeah, not yeah. like that right. there's no dancing in Sweden. Okay. It is a dislike. Understood. Thank yeah. you for that clarity. Yeah, this is not a cheat. <laughs> this is something I actually dislike. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Russ, bring us on home. I also have a not cheat, an actual dislike. Uh, Tim's um, the only cheater today. Yeah, yeah. Tim's the only cheater. <laughs> so, I know you guys know that I spend too much time on Facebook, and besides all the... I don't know, because I'm not on Facebook. Right, you aren't on Facebook. But, uh, <laughs> I know. All the, uh, all the political stuff and things that I say that get myself in trouble, that's not what I dislike. What I dislike <laughs> is people who post videos that are actually still pictures. And I've seen this more and more often that it, you know, it has a little video play symbol. You click on it, it's an 11 second still picture. Nothing happens. (laughs) I'm like, why the heck is this the video? People are monsters. (laughs) I know, right? It's it's like, why would you do this? For two reasons. Videos take up much more bandwidth. Right. Right. A picture is easy to post. A video takes forever to upload. You know. I'm like, why is this? And There's I no benefit. I tried to look for is there like a a reason, you know, for a like people <laughs> trying to get a like opera, farm reason or something like operator that. Operator error. I I, <laughs> I think so too, but it but it like comes from leg, legitimate I don't know legitimate sources, but not it's not like not your just, mom, not, not just like your people. mom posting, you know, <laughs> not just old people. Yeah. It, How do you do this again? It comes it comes from like you know somebody sharing a. Something from, you know, something out what I think would be a legitimate source, and it's just a still picture that is a video. How do you even do it? Like, I don't know! Like, why 11 seconds? Like, why? Right. Like, what does it decide? Like, 11 seconds is the default for images that are turned into videos? Like, are they all 11 seconds? They seem to be. <laughs> so, there must be some. So, if I ever see an 11 second video on Facebook, I know not to click right, on it. Right, don't click on it. Because... Um, yeah. So, you'll be sorely disappointed. Yeah. Right. So I'm glad that you have the same outrage that I do. Just like, yeah. You're monsters. I thought, Why? <laughs> because I, you know, I sit there like, well, something's gonna happen, right? Right. So yeah. So at least gonna jump out at me at right. the end. So there's 11 seconds of my life that have just gone. Yeah. 
Seriously? Yeah, I used to love people. People used to do this like with like with pictures, right. um, and they would you know post like, hey, can you spot the differences or what's wrong right. with this and picture? Then, and then like and it's then actually a gift, and like something yeah. like jumps out of you. I love right. that. I love everything about that. That's a great thing to do. Right. It's a hilarious prank. Right. Right. So these aren't even this gifts. Is, yeah. They're they're actual videos. Right. You know, it's like. Ah. Um, I, th- I thought you were about to say people who post videos that are shot portrait instead of landscape. Um, well, that drives me them, crazy that too. That drives me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why would you, like, you are just the worst kind of person. Like, because, and then, like, upload to YouTube, which is trying to show everything landscape anyway, so you only right. get, like, you know, an eighth of the screen is being used. Like, it's so pointless. That it is. <laughs> yeah. But at least people are moving in those videos. Right. <laughs> That's terrible. So the picture. That's basically a there are a lot of monsters on Facebook, but yes. the worst, but the worst <laughs> are people who post pictures yeah. as videos. That's right. <laughs> so if you're listening out there, podcast audience, don't be that person. Yeah, public service announcement. Private message me. I'll show you how to post a picture. Yeah. <laughs> have you asked? Have you asked? Have you, have you come across any of these and asked why? I I've just in the comments have asked. Why is this a video? <laughs> no response. No response, of course. Yeah. Well, they probably did, but they typed out an audio clip somewhere. <laughs> so you just didn't know about it. That's probably it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All righty. Anyway. Well, is there anything we need to talk about before we uh, finish up this episode? No, I'm good. No? I'm going to go home and watch two extra episodes of Ozark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See how it turns out. Yeah. We're, uh, we're going through Psych. I know you are, but we're a little bit ahead yeah. of you. Yeah, you um, are. Getting ready for the uh, Psych right. movie in December. Um, they took and to another, another dislike, I think, for all of us is they took Psych off Netflix. So, yeah. yeah. So we had to go and... Um, yeah, my, one of my dislikes is that, that packaging of those <laughs> those DVDs yeah. is pretty terrible. Right. It's a cool-looking box, but it is it just does yeah. not hold the DVDs. So right. uh, Andrew and, and myself, we both had to go to eBay to buy our complete psych, series yeah, of Psych on DVD. Well, hey, it was like 50 bucks. It's not yeah, too bad for eight well. seasons of a show I love. Yeah, so uh, Psych, the movie is coming out in December. If you've never seen Psych, oh. I feel sorry for you. Um, but uh, you can borrow myself or Angie's <laughs> after we're done with it. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, December. Because <laughs> I'm watching like three episodes a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, once again, this is the Pumping Iron... Po- Iron- uh, I'll do that again. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> this is the Pumping Irony Podcast. I'm Tim. I'm Russ. And I'm Andrew. <laughs> and hopefully it won't be that long until you hear from us again. <laughs> until then... But if not, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're out. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Pumping Irony Podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or any other podcast program. You can leave a positive review and a rating for us on iTunes if you like what you hear. You can interact with us on our website at www.pumpingironypodcast.com or on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash pumpingironypodcast. We'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on Twitter by searching at pumpingironypod. Don't you want-